baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Before we get to the topic, how dare the St. Paul City Council refuse to take up a Gaza resolution and, oh, by the way, fix their streets. Oh my gosh. Whoa, how dare they? Honestly, people booing them down and, you know, like the St. Paul City Council, you know, this right-wing city council. Yeah, for <laughs> they, actually doing their they job. Passed a, you know, they actually passed an ordinance to, you know, fix the roads and the streets. But they didn't take up the resolution, so they got booed and shouted down. We've lost honestly. our way. Yes. We've lost our way. You know, the city council is doing the work of the city, and still yeah. that's not good enough. Right. So, I, I, honestly, lawmakers that are doing actually doing your jobs, take heart. There are many of us who support you for doing the work of mm-hmm. the city. So thank you that for was, continuing to do that. That concludes this edition of What We Learned in the News. we got to get news. a sound yes. for that, by the way. We do. Um, why? I'm sorry. I, 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 we don't need to be spending more billions of more dollars to build trains if we can't get enough people right now to ride those trains. To me, I, I don't know. It seems obviously a significant waste of money. Am I wrong on that? Yes, you're wrong. Why? Eventually. Well, that's. Okay. People will Go be ahead. using public transportation. Do we know that? And we need to build that infrastructure. Do we know that? Well, you have to look at the trends and you have to have foresight when you're city planning. And the trends tell me nobody's working downtown anymore and people are going to work from home and work. Uh, it's going to be a hybrid workforce. So public transportation, what good is it? <laughs> I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Why do we need buses? Six five one four six one nine two two six. I hear what you're saying. I just see some other trends that are... Uh, okay. A little bit. Troubling. I've got my own trends. I've got I'm my, looking own tra- at trends. my own facts, my alternative trends. No, in we- addition to what you're saying, uh, I see a lot, many children, and I call the 16 and 17 year olds that don't want to get their licenses. I think that's a troubling trend because when we were, when I was a kid, I couldn't wait. You know, I love you, Pam and Jeff, but I couldn't wait for my freedom. Couldn't wait to get my license. Mm-hmm. Couldn't wait to drive because that was freedom. I see a lot of kids that don't want to do that, and even kids with their licenses still don't want to drive. So I see them loving public transportation. Okay. I see them using it more and right. accepting it more. Okay. Also, not only because they might be fearful of driving, but they also are more environmentally conscious. Sure. And public transportation is a more environmentally okay. conscious decision. A bus is great. But I'm, the reason we're talking about this is because there's a headline in the Star Tribune today. The cost of the Blue Line extension... Mm-hmm. Which ex- will extend the blue line from downtown to Brooklyn Park, two point nine billion to three point two billion dollars. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot more than the Southwest Light Rail line. <clears throat> and I lot. agree with you. I'm, I I was kidding about the uh, who needs buses. Yeah. No, we do need buses, and you're right. And I don't think that's a bad thing. A bravo to the kids saying, you know what? I don't need to get a license. Yep. I'll take there's a Hop bus that bus. comes here. Mm-hmm. I want to take that. The, which, but but the train to me seems so static. And I again, I've said this a thousand times on the show. I was a regular light rail rider, and I loved it, mm-hmm. even though it added a long time to my commute. But there was just something about riding. But I think it was the exactly what I'm saying is like, ooh, it's very cosmopolitan. It's a very big city of me to yes. get on a train and ride yes. into town. But 
we sometimes we got to admit we're not that city. We're not Madrid. We're not New Fair. York. We're not. You I, know? I hear you. Yeah, but the question is, will we be that city in twenty years? Right or thirty? I don't years think or 40 so. Years? But I don't think so. See, but I think we will because, and I'm no city planner. I'm just a silly talk show host. But I see downtown changing. With your own trends, yeah. With, with my own trends, my own truths. No, um, I, I see downtown changing. And if you talk to maybe some of the people that are that own some of the real estate or are thinking about how to reimagine, like the city council or the mayor, how to reimagine downtown, they're seeing a lot of these people like the, the big – the Target building or other buildings as multi – what do you call them? Multifunctional. They'll be residential. There'll be some office space, some residential, but there'll be uh, gyms and there'll be uh, grocery stores mm-hmm. and you know dry cleaners in the buildings. There'll be a multi-purpose space. <clears throat> well, that's great, but if you don't want to have a and if and if you live downtown and work downtown, you, you really don't need a car that much. Correct. But you you got to get to Mall of America sometimes, or you want to go out to Southdale or 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 um, right. you know Rosedale or what, whatever. At some point, I think that we will be more adapted to public transportation as a means to get other places outside the city, even if the city gets reimagined, which I know that it will, Mm -hmm. into a thriving place again. So while it will look different, we will also have different needs. And I really think people are going to move away from cars and they're going to move toward public trans and we need to be ready for when that happens. So you think that we'll be a system of trains in 20 years? Uh, trains and buses. I think we'll still need buses. Is it a leap? Yes, it is. Uh, so you really, you don't, I guess maybe because I'm just off the heels of the Madrid uh, experience and everybody's using right. trains and every and buses. Every, t- every time I've been to a big city mm-hmm. like that and you figure out the public transportation yes. system, the trains, I love it. I absolutely, right. and I've said this. Anybody who's traveled like that, Dave knows this mm-hmm. probably better than both of us. Once you figure out that public transportation system in a big city is liberating. Correct. And the thing is, you think, God, why can't our city be like that? But I just think our city can't be like that. I just think it's different. And it's not not to be ashamed of, mm-hmm. but I just feel like. Well, it's not big enough yet. I that, think we haven't grown enough yet. That's where I think. I think it's in its infancy of that. We're not Madrid. We're not Washington, D.C. You know, there are a lot of public transit and people are also using a lot of scooters and and e-bikes to get around. And we do that a little bit. I understand it's Minnesota, so it's mm-hmm. cold here and generally snows in the winter, maybe not this winter. But I think we haven't evolved to that point yet and it hasn't been necessary. But once I, I, we're going to grow and we should grow and we should become – somebody corrected me and said multipurpose. The buildings are – oh, mixed use. Mixed use, you know, where people are living and working yeah. and having experiences in the same building or in a, a couple of different buildings downtown. Or maybe we're talking about the train between Rochester and mm-hmm. Minneapolis-St. Paul. And the, hopefully there will be one to sit, you know, train, obviously the Green Line over right. to St. Paul. So I just – I feel that this is in its infancy and but, it will be successful. But I feel like, okay, that conversation too was the conversation they had before they built the North Star Rail saying, oh, yeah, St. Cloud, train to St. Cloud, even though it doesn't go to St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. But Big Lake, people beyond that, nobody rides that thing. Really? No. And – and we're getting a couple texts, too, about safety. Safety absolutely is an issue right now, but that is a temporary issue. I, I, I don't think that safety moving forward forever will be a significant problem. And once you get more people riding, it will naturally Right, but if you safer. don't get people riding, then that makes it more difficult to make the train safer. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, I mean, again, 
I like the idea of public transit, and I've, I guess I'm changing my view on this. I just feel like, is the investment worth it if it's going to take that long to be realized? And I see some other things that are think that were that make me think. And again, what do I know? I'm just sitting in the studio with you, you know, shooting the breeze. But because I'm seeing the kids don't want to drive, they don't want to buy cars. Some can't afford them. They don't want to invest in cars for the environment and because they don't want to drive. I see that trend coming a lot faster because they will be more trusting of public trans and more willing to use it. What do you think? Uh, Worth the uh, billions of investment into more trains and more uh, bus lines? Or have we hit a kind of a a bubble here where we're kind of we are what we are and that more public transportation spending money will be ill used? Is it a waste of money? 651-461-9226. Getting a lot of texts. We'll take your phone calls, too, at uh, WWCCL. Should we park the trains and buses? 651-461-9226. It's an investment in our future. Should we cancel Metro Transit? And we need to move forward with it. We we do. Things will be dramatically different. Our next generation and the generation after that will not think the way we do. So we have to Right. They might look anticipate. at the trains like, why the hell did they build these trains? How are they going to get around? Are they going to have flying cars by flying then? Cars. I don't have a lot. <laughs> I don't know about that. And they won't want that either because then there'll be too much jet fuel. They'll be bad for the environment. There'll be a reason. And they don't want to drive regular cars. They definitely don't want to drive flying cars. Flying cars by the next leap year. Is it a leap? Yes. Greg is called in from Circle Pines. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Well. Good, thank you. Well. Thank you. Proper grammar, Greg. Mm-hmm. It's proper grammar Thursday on CCO. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I wish I know nothing about. That's okay. But, uh, it, it's going to be a waste of time because nobody goes anywhere. The trains and buses are not safe. Downtown's not safe. Ah, and wrong. I can sit at home. I can sit at home and on my computer and talk to all my three thousand friends online. I don't have to go anywhere to see them. But is that really connection? First of all, downtown is safe uh, by and large, Greg. I know. I know that you might be hearing differently, but you. Uh, but you've got to move around, and we will move around again, and things will be will, – there will be a time when we look back at those scary times after the pandemic and go, boy, we lived through that. But, we're, but my point is, though, are those trains necessary in doing that, or do you think we're moving on to a different kind of culture where those trains will be obsolete? Well, I think they'll be obsolete because nobody goes anywhere. They do everything on their computer. Well, All right, thank you, Greg, from thanks, uh, Circle Greg. Pines. I don't think it's quite that and, simplistic uh, and, as Greg know, would make it believe. but People do say that. Oh, nobody goes out anymore. But you know what, friends? Yes, they do. People still go to concerts. Yes. People still go to restaurants. People still go to sporting events. Kids still go to clubs and bars, and, and they really do. I'm a person who doesn't go out a lot because we are traumatized by the pandemic. We are. And – that is part of what our generation, you and me, and our kids will have to live with. We are somewhat traumatized by that, but not everybody. You know, the younger kids will not have experienced that as yep. much. They will, and, and younger kids, I mean, you know, young teenagers right now. We're just talking about five or ten years where people won't have experienced the trauma. 
that we have where we all just want to stay home. Yes, they can communicate on their phones, and yes, they do, but they also experience human connection. People still go out. No, these are some texts. No, do not keep throwing money at solutions that don't work. I took the 16 bus for years to go to work downtown St. Paul. Never felt unsafe. Now, anytime I use the green line, it's an anxiety-producing event. Society's gotten darker and more violent. Um, somebody was, you are incorrect about the uh, uh, the North Star train. I uh, The North Star train from Big Lake to Minneapolis is very busy and utilized. I use it often. Mm. It should go to St. Cloud. And then somebody was saying that, it was supposed to go to St. Cloud, but as part of a compromise that they ended it at Big Lake. And I think that oh. was a big mistake. Oh. Someone said, don't throw money at solutions that don't work. I took the bus for 16 years. Never felt unsafe. Now, anytime I use the green line, it's an anxiety-producing event. Uh, oh, you just read that. I'm sorry. <laughs> How about this one? It says, look, I took the bus for 16 years. Stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was reading that as you were reading that. Uh, someone said, take a $3 billion investment for $30,000 in self-driving cars. Yes. Like, guys, Give everybody a wait, self-driving car. Wait. Aren't trains self-driving cars? Isn't that <laughs> what we have? That's exactly what they are. And the younger people are concerned about the environment. Okay, maybe some of them are electric. Electric, these self-driving cars. I get that. But that's what trains are. They're self-driving cars. So they're... I, I don't know. I may, Again, we are older. We say stop throwing money at it, but this in the, is in the infancy of its development. You know, I'm sure the subway system in New York City, people railed against that when it first happened. But that's how people get around now. We have to make investments in our infrastructure that are going to benefit the city and live the way people want to live. We see it now. They don't want to drive. They don't want to use waste the gas. They don't want to. They don't want to have. They want to work on, while they're on the train, or they want to look at their phones. They want to text while they're moving from mm-hmm. one place to another. They don't want to drive. Jordana Jason did a segment yesterday afternoon with a writer from the Tribune, stating that the Minnesota population, especially in the metro, is shrinking. Totally contradictory of what you're saying. Obviously, people are moving further out, not further into the city. Uh, spend, and they will come. It's right a bad now. Approach right now. They are moving out of the city. Yes, because we are still experiencing trauma from the pandemic and the opportunity to work from home or work from Montana, Mm -hmm. work from, of course, we, this generation is taking an opportunity to change up what we have been taught and ingrained in our whole experience. The next generation might, you know want more connection, not live out on a lake somewhere and not speak to anybody and not go out and just communicate through their computer. They might want some human interaction. So this is a trend right now, but if you 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 need to we need to talk to a futurist or a city planner that's planning for a, a futurist is a real job. It's not it's not a California psychic. Um, Let's call the California psychic right now and see if it's worth it to keep building the light rail. We should like just call them. Like, hey, uh, I got a question for you. Hey, said if we if we're not fulfilled, we get our money back. <laughs> Adam and Jordan a long time ago I did a paper on the need for light rail. At the time, civil engineers and academics said no, but only for one reason: it was on a permanent track. More electric buses. See, that's my point too. It's like it's on a permanent track, and I get that, mm-hmm. and I just feel like 
other cities, bigger cities are set up for, and plus those systems were built into those cities. So, I mean, it's not like New York suddenly in 1950 said, hey, we could use a subway system. Right. No, those were built mm-hmm. into the structure of the city. But it, those cities are set up such, too, that I think it just adds, um, it makes more sense that those cities have those train structures. And I just don't think it makes any sense for the city to have that, unless they're going way out to the suburbs. And I, even then, I don't know how many people like in those outer ring suburbs are still working downtown or will in the future. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I mean, the downtown, if it's going to be a livable space, then the trains are just for the people who are downtown who just want to visit the suburbs. I mean, or the mall. <coughs> I, it has to be a combination. There's no one perfect answer. I believe in the trains. I also believe in the um Buses. In the buses, mm-hmm. of course. The buses and, right. and most big cities also Correct. have and bus I'm all service for bus above ground. Too, right? Absolutely. And I'm not saying that self-driving cars aren't a great idea. They are a great idea. I was hoping they would be invented well, before my kids even had to get a license. Apple bailed on their effort to build one right. yesterday. That's also a great idea because there's never going to be a train or a bus that's going to take you door to door exactly where you need to go. And some people are going to want that as well. So, yes, we need all of this infrastructure needs to be invested in for the sake of our future. I, I just don't think you can say, okay, we're 10 or 15 years into building something. Let's totally give up because we don't think it's yeah. going to work. I just think Minneapolis or Minneapolis St. Paul has not grown enough to make it very fr- fruitful But right now. But in 50 years, I think they're going to look back and thank us. <laughs> Record this. I'll be dead. But, we'll all be dead, yes. and then people can dance on my grave and spit on it, saying, and you wanted to stop it. Yeah. Uh, it is 1129. My favorite segment of the week is Dear Jordana. We've got questions coming in feverishly. Uh, 651-461-9226. We want your questions about everything and anything. I'm talking about trains. I'm talking about public life. I'm talking about uh, romance, anything. Jordana does not pull any punches. She'll give you the straight answer. It's Dear Jordana, we want calls, we want texts, we want letters that will come next week, but we want uh, action right now. 651-461-9226. Dear Jordana coming up next. But we want uh, action right now. 651-461-9226. Dear Jordana coming up next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, here we go. Uh, Dear Jordana, 651-461-9226. Any kind of question you need, if you have need advice on a relationship, on work, on whether or not you ride the train, here's the first question. Dear Jordana, I took the bus for 17 years downtown. (laughs) I was trying to make a joke with the text that we all read three times. (laughs) Uh, Drama Jan checks in with a great yes. one today. How soon can you ask for the Wi-Fi password and when you're visiting someone's house? Say and hello like, first. And not only that, like what's the length of time you mm-hmm. are going to be there 
where you would need the Wi-Fi password. I mean, if you're just there like for a quick visit. Like dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might not need it. Again, it, I think it depends on the stay. If you're if you're staying with them for the weekend, of course you're going to need the Wi-Fi. But you have to do the niceties first. Come in. Give them a hug. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, and hopefully they will What's show the you. password? She will, they will show you to your room. And as you are on your way to your room, you can say, by the way, what's the Wi-Fi password? So I'm going to say certainly within the first few minutes if it's a long stay. But here's this. If I invite people over like for Shabbat dinner or any dinner and they're coming with their teenage kid who crosses the threshold and looks at me and says, what's the Wi-Fi password before they say hello? I might have to tell them the wrong password. You should at least share some niceties first. Thank you for having us. Nice to see you. Um, Either I have to do a little work or I want to check in. I mean, you should have service without Wi-Fi, but um, I think you can do it right away. People need – people are going to be working. Which is a good reason. Let's get over it. Which is a good reason to have a family-friendly, safe password. Yes. Don't have like blue balls 87 as your password. I know what it is. What's your password? When I go to Jen and Adam's house, yeah. Uh, I yes. love the clan 87. What? What a minute? What? What does that mean? Oh, it's not what you think. <laughs> but right away is fine. Yes. As long as you acknowledge your host, I think right away. I don't have a problem with that. Have you ever s- stolen someone's Wi-Fi? Like if it's unsecured, have you ever logged no. onto an unsecured Wi-Fi <laughs> network? I'm always afraid to because I think, I- I hey, I'm going to look something up that they're going to know about or it's going to be like somehow rip me off. Dave, have you ever done that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. Why'd you ask? I don't know. Just asking. It's a thief. I may Our have innocent David. There may have been thief. somebody with an open Wi-Fi network in my house when we moved in, mm-hmm. and it was totally open, and it reached to our house, and we just uh, delayed starting our service right. for a few months. I could see where that would be tempting, David. You're you're absolved, by the way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That mover neighbor moved away too, so it's all good. <laughs> Dear Jordana, should I help my husband's ex-wife contact her estranged daughters whom she has a history of stalking? My husband's ex recently reached out to me via private message. She explained that she'd been in treatment, that she's desperate to see her children now that she has recovered. Uh, my heart, By the way, it's in recovery. You are never fully recovered. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, but my okay. heart broke, and I'd like to help her. What do you think? Girl, you do not get in the mix of your husband's ex-wife and their kids absolutely not Uh, no your loyalty is not to the to the ex absolutely not first of all if your husband's ex-wife is reaching out to you you need to tell your ex-husband and tell the girls this happened just a heads up i want you guys to know and then you can ask what they want to do but you absolutely should not be communicating with this person on the side or certainly planning to reunite them if they you, – you just said she has a history of stalking them. Absolutely not. Uh, we got a caller on the line for you, Jordana. Uh, say hi to CJ in Plymouth. Hi, CJ. Yeah, I'm also known as Blue Ball 78 <laughs> I knew um, it. Uh, I was asked to uh, participate in a segment when one host yeah. – I I assume she was on another international trip. I mean, everybody on the show is on an international trip, and yes, CJ, and I heard you screwed it up really badly. I heard you didn't even get to the reviews. Well, that's where I'm going. I was asked to participate in random review. I was forced to watch one of the dumbest (laughs) docu series ever in my entire life. 
Jordana I would rather go to Gitmo than watch episode two. Yes. So then I'm, I'm going to get a chance to talk about it. And then I got a text from Adam. Uh, we've decided not to talk about it today. Oh, well, do you want to explain uh, why? You got a good reason. Yeah. That's a minor point. Yeah. Minor <laughs> point. Come on. Minor issue. Uh, dear Jordan, was this a setup the whole time? Did they just pick out this awful show knowing we would never talk about it? They never watched it, but I was forced to watch it. I'm just asking. Yeah. Um, they just wanted to. I, I mean, it's I, it. A leap? <laughs> no, it's no. not. No, it's not. It's not. DJ, I figure they just uh, wanted to waste your time, troll you, you a little bit, and um, we do apologize. Uh, clearly, no, three hours. You apologize. Three no, hours is no, not they don't. No, you may. We need to get him on the air for longer than three hours. We need to get get him invited for some segments. Um, the RRG will do a better job now that I am back to help program it. So we hope Thank you'll join God. us next week, CJ, for. That's- I appreciate it. I'll be. Um, I'm going to hang up and listen. Okay. Blue hey, ball seventy eight. By the way, nineteen seventy eight. The last time he's pleased a woman. That's oh, what I'm told. Stop it now. <laughs> oh God! Stop it. Oh, poor CJ. Wasted Here's a great one. Here's a great one. Uh, dear Jordana, uh, coming up on my four year anniversary next month of my cancer diagnosis. All is going well. I'm happy to say my question to you is, do you recognize any anniversaries associated with your cancer battle mm. with your family? I'm a bit on the fence with it. So thank, so thankful things are going well, but I don't want to constantly remind family about this battle. Thanks for all you do, Dave and Richfield. You know, Dave, I totally get that. First of all, thank God. Uh, four years. Good for you. Baruch Hashem. That's wonderful that you are doing well. Thank God. And you know, I, it's funny because with bone marrow transplant, when you get a transplant, it's like your rebirth. They call it your rebirth day. So mine would be uh, May 26th. It would my, be my rebirth day. But I, I, I'm with you that I don't always want to like have a c- celebration or even mark the day because I'm like, okay, then it reminds everybody of cancer and you kind of feel bad about that. Um, it's so personal. So, yes, I mark it a little bit, but I certainly don't do a party because also, like you, uh, probably. Uh, Scared we, to tempt oh, fate? Yes, yes. That, thank you for articulating yep. that. That's how I feel. Like, okay, am I'm I totally that kind throwing of it in the face of cancer? Like, nah, 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 I beat you again for a year, but it's, you know, coming up, coming back. And I, we all have that PTSD. I think all cancer survivors or cancer patients have that PTSD of a bad scan or bad news. And, and I, so while, yes, I think it's okay to celebrate if that feels comfortable to you, me personally, I'll, I'll definitely mark the day. I will be grateful for my donor, Matt, in New York. I'm sure I will talk to him every year on that day. Um, but I don't want to tempt fate too much. Yeah. I to- I'm totally that kind of person. I'm superstitious about that. I'm like, yeah. I know. I always feel like me too. there's always another shoe to drop on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another great, co- good questions today from our texters. Uh, dear Jordana, last summer at a family gathering, our son and son-in-law almost came to blows oh boy. when our son made comments after being overserved. Our son-in-law escalated things. To the best of our knowledge, that generation has not communicated since. Meanwhile, our son apologized to us, but left room for plenty of blame at his brother-in-law. Preparing for a family gathering this coming summer, oh boy. should we reach out to our son and daughter to encourage them to talk and bury the hatchet ahead of time? Signed, a sad mom and dad. Yeah, that's really tough. Do you have a situation like this in your family where you have people that are not speaking? Yes. 
usually, but it's always temporary. I mean, it's just like there's a common, like, okay, they're, uh, you know, it's just like, it's not like so significant, like they've ended talking, but yeah. there's been times where certain family members are, you know, on the outs, so to speak, yeah. but we yeah. they always get over it. So it's just, I always stay out of it. I'm like, that's not my business. And this is also a, a parent's great heartbreak. If your children are not talking to each other or the spouses are not talking to each other, this is a huge source of, of, of sadness for parents. So I totally understand that. And while I generally say stay out of your kid's business, um, I do think that if you are the parent of a, a two siblings that are not talking to each other, I think you should make one or two efforts to make that happen. You can be a go-between. You are a parent and you parent forever and you want, um, you know, harmony in the home. We call it shalom bayat, with peace in the home. You want peace. So I think you should try, but there's also a limit to trying. You try certainly once or twice, maybe three would be the limit. And if they say, absolutely not, we're still not going to speak, hopefully they can still both come to the event and celebrate with family, but maybe not speak because there are some rifts that can't be mended. Yeah, I understand that if people feel really wronged. But as a parent, I I generally say don't meddle, but I think you would have to try on yeah. this one. Otherwise, that could be a very tense summer barbecue. And and yes, and kids, young you know, young adults don't realize how fleeting life is and how many chances. That they are not going to get yep. to be together or are going to miss if they keep not talking to each other. They're yep. still siblings. They, they will still need each other at some point. Maybe it's grief when the parent is gone or a, a health issue or whatever, taking care of another family member. So it is important to keep those lines of communication. Also, maybe pass on the booze on that event, too, if there one of it was alcohol-induced. Uh, uh, another great question. Dear Jordana, my ex-husband's wife with whom he cheated and caused the dissolution of my marriage, has died suddenly of a brain aneurysm. How do I respond to that from Deb? I'm not saying to do a little dance, Deb, but um, karma's real. I know that's mean. That is mean. I know. I know you don't know the mean. specific situations of that. I know that's mean. But I sense that Deb is struggling with whether or not it's okay to be a bit gleeful about the demise of somebody who see i don't i don't i think it's how should he how should she like send a card or call i don't think she's taking delight in it you don't i don't i think she might be and i'm not going to judge her if she is i am i am not i am not going to judge you deb but if you are asking how to deal with it with the husband. That's what I think she's asking. Um, I think if you share children together, you need to maintain that relationship. And you do whatever you can to maintain that relationship. So you do the right thing. You say, I'm sorry to hear about your loss. And, and then you move on from there. I, I think like anybody else who if somebody that I cared about in my life had a loss, I would say, I'm sorry to mm-hmm. hear about your loss. And then. You can move on. I don't know what their relationship is. But, Deb, I could also see if you were thinking to yourself, well, okay, I'm not I'm not as sad as one would be about this. Deb, you are absolutely allowed to feel that feeling. Oh, yeah, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it was – there's nothing wrong with being a bigger person, right? Nope. There's nothing wrong with that. Or there's nothing wrong with being a lesser person. Nope. Again, whatever Deb's feelings are – 
I would never judge. So it is okay to feel however you want to feel, Deb. But you have to, if you have, if you have children together, you have to maintain the relationship with your ex-spouse. If you have children together, so children always come beyond whatever or, or come ahead of whatever you're feeling. So you have to maintain that relationship. So you have to offer kindness when somebody is suffering. But secretly, you get to feel however you want to feel about her passing. And I, I don't regret saying that. You, you look like you wanted to say something right away there. I do because I to me this comes up. down Come to forgiveness. And forgiveness – She doesn't have to forgive. She does not have to forgive. <clears throat> but forgiveness is beneficial to the person doing the forgiving yeah. – more than the person getting. I think you're forgiven. hanging on to so something. So if, if she's mm-hmm. going to hang on to resentment mm-hmm. and, ah, good riddance, karma, got him, he's out of here, that is going to hurt her. That is going to fester in her for the rest of her life. Whereas if she can move towards forgiveness, which probably isn't a day long or a week long or a month long thing, it's probably a journey towards forgiveness. But if she can get to a point where she can say that to him, even though he's dead, to mm-hmm. him and the family, and I was wronged but I have forgiven, mm-hmm. that will give her peace. And, and that's give something her Deb the, should work out with her forward. therapist, yes. absolutely. But when she hears about this, she gets to feel however she wants to feel, and she shouldn't feel guilty if she secretly has some glee about somebody else's demise who affected her life in a negative way. No, but way. If, she, if that feeling of glee and, ah, good riddance, he's dead, if that is... No, she's the, dead, the, the ex-wife. She, sorry, the, the she's wife. dead. Yes. If that's the general feeling she feels for the rest of her life towards that person, I think that's an unhealthy feeling to harbor for her long term. And that's fair. That's a, that's a, that's good good therapy, David. Thank you. Wow, that got heavy. Wow. Yeah, it did. Good job, though. Great episode of Dear Jordana. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams, all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 